For around 15 months, I photographed the people of us two games going about their day making Monument Valley 2. Over the course of that time, I got to know everyone really well, and it may sound sort of trite and like a unlikely situation, but um, every single one of them is lovely and great and welcoming and, and, and helped me create the project I did, um, which turned into a gallery exhibition, which you can see at Nottingham's National Video Game Arcade today. A selection of a, a hundred of my absolute favorite images I took of them throughout the months. And it's something I'm proud of, and it's something that works because that's the secret to that long form sort of photo documentary is you just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep turning up and really get to know everybody and then you get these much more honest and interesting and relaxed and, and beautiful images and so it was a real pleasure to do that with them over the course of that time they've all become great friends and one of those friends is Lauren Kaysen an artist there at us two games and I felt it was the right time to speak to Lauren because she's soon to move back to America. Um, she came over here from America along with Danette Beatty at the start, near the very start of the MV2 project. Uh, they're both artists, so they're both working on the on the game's art in, in different capacities. And I just wanted to talk to Lauren about how she feels about moving back, how she feels about leaving everyone behind and how the themes of leaving people behind crop up in Monument Valley 2 as well. And this one, this particular podcast, I wanted to move the goalposts a little bit and keep things fresh and make this very much a chat between two friends because that's what it is. So we recorded part of it in a cafe. So we went for a meal together and I just wanted to talk to her really about those things and just make it as casual a chat as possible so let me know how you feel about this one and whether you like this very informal nature and um, there's quite a lot of background noise and things going on in this one because as I say it's in the middle of a cafe so it's a different sort of listen so hopefully you enjoy that too I'm gonna miss Lauren um, because she's become a good friend and so I wanted to make a kind of not only an interesting insight into someone making video games in this country and how it feels to be away from home but also kind of for my own sake as a little memento she assures me that she is going to be back and I think I believe her because she is an adventurer at heart and she never stays in one place for too long, so I'm sure it isn't the absolute last we've seen of her. But I think we won't see her for a while. So please join me in saying goodbye to Lauren as we listen to what she had to say on the latest episode of Making Games is Fun. Gambino song? 
No, I haven't. Oh yet. my god, mm. in the video. Mm -hmm. I've read more about the video than. The video is. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I watched it like 40 times, like <laughs> sitting in bed before yeah. I went to work. I can't believe how many things that guy does. Like, he was an actor in community, mm -hmm. and then he's got this like alternate universe rap personality. And then also, apparently, he's an amazing dancer. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just do all the stuff, right? And he's got, he's had some other career as well. He's mm. like one of those people. How have you, how have you done all of these things? Yeah, just doing it. I feel like that's your vibe as well, though. <laughs> like, like that, all over. That's probably why you're like, no, not all over. <laughs> all over the place. No, I mean, like, <laughs> like, you know, strings to your bow, right? Yeah. Like, so you've got your dancing and, you know, obviously do some, some art. Yes, is that right? Yeah, I've done, done a bit every once in a while. Yeah, it's a bit of art. <laughs> But like I feel like you, that you probably that's why you like and why that's the way because yeah. you that's kind of your pursuits you like to keep it. Yeah, I respect people who can do that. But I don't like the term Renaissance man. Yeah. But uh, it's a term. It's it is a term. It's a term. Yeah. Bennett Fadi is that way too. You're sorry. Bennett Fadi. He's an indie developer. He I think he works out of the NYU Game Center now. Mm. But he made like. So his first career was he was like a drummer in a very famous rock band. Okay. And then he quit, and I think he became he became a professor at like Oxford or Cambridge or Harvard. It was one of the big schools. What? Teaching something, and now he's an indie game developer who won like everything at the GDC Awards. What did he make? I'm getting over it with Bennett Fonny, and he's made a couple other sort of experimental indie games. Okay. I think I've heard of him. Yeah. I need to. Uh... Need to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, cool. just be proud. I'm just gonna do this now. And yeah, and then. And off you go. Off you go. It's yeah. amazing everything you do. But I do get like, I don't know if bored is the right word, but I usually say I get bored. But I don't know if it's bored, it's just I get curious about yeah. like doing more things, just like around. Yeah. And but it always has to be like making something. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I feel like I'm constantly picking up creative things and getting really into it for like a three to six month period because yeah. um, the thing i like the learning part of it so like oh my god i need to i need to know how this works and then once i get to the point where i'm like oh i can you know i can extrapolate where this goes from now where yeah. the learning happens for five years yeah and i'm usually like cool archery just add it on yeah where do you think that comes from like your sort of i don't know your family are artistic as well. Yeah, my mom was an art teacher and she was okay. sort so of yeah. a hippie. Yeah. So yes, she was. <laughs> and my dad, my dad has had like five careers. He was like a set designer and then he was a chemical engineer and then he was a pilot. Now he's a divorce lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think he, he's like carved out, he's so like, he's totally this Texas cowboy. Yeah. Um, and he's sort of become a, Specialist for like gay divorces in New Mexico. <laughs> that is a hell of a sentence. I know. It's amazing. Um, Just yeah, so all that well. Yeah, that's where it comes that from. That is where it comes from. My Literally, parents you've are taken also, like, part from your mom and yeah. then part from your dad and just gone, whoop. Yeah. Like this sort of need to keep sort of moving forward and doing different stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. Just, 
usually based on like creative and art really isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just dancing is creative and yeah. yeah. I remember when I was thinking for a while I was like maybe I should stop being an artist and go be a dancer and I was like no like you've managed to monetize one of the difficult things. Like don't. Please just. Please. <laughs> yeah. How is your dancing going? It's good. I, I had a foot injury a while back that I had to sort of step back. And then I also, I've had a lot of like travel in the past couple of months. Mm. So it's hard for me to be consistent. But going back to San Francisco, because that was where I first got into it. And it's where like all the people I sort of grew up with it are and all my mentors. So I think that's going to be a, a much bigger part of my life again. But it was nice sort of stepping away from it for a little while. Yeah. And, I'm excited to go back. Yeah. Sort of my San Francisco family is the, the dancers. So is that where you're going back? You're going to move back to? Mm-hmm. Yep. So where are you from? Originally? I'm originally from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then it was England for three years in high school. So my dad had to drop here. And oh, then, right. Okay. Then Providence for a while, then Boston, then San Francisco, <laughs> then back here, and then now back in San Francisco. Well, I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like moving. I like new places. I didn't know you'd been to London before. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I you lived here for like what? Three years. But we were really out, sort of, we were like outside of Amersham. It wasn't really London, it was like a little village. Okay. So. Different, different vibe. And I was young. I was like fourteen. So. Okay. And you were doing. So when did the art? When did art start? That. I mean. Like I that school. When I was a little kid. Um. Like I got serious about it in high school. I think. And yeah. it was between going into art or going into physics. Okay. And I remember like crying in my <laughs> physicist teacher's office. I was a really anxious yeah. high schooler. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know which one to do. Yeah. Um, and my art teacher was like, no, like go be a physicist. Like the world doesn't need more artists. And my, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then my physics teacher was like, no, like make art about physics. Um, mm. And... I think games ended up being a good in between for the two because it's still sort of like logical, mathy. Yeah. And then, yeah. But you still get to still get to draw stuff and come up with things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is like what you could like, not the closest, but like yeah. Yeah. Art about physics though. Yeah, I made some really bad art about physics. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just so pretentious. <laughs> tell me. Um, you know, stuff about like. <laughs> Like two girls pushing on a wall, or like some about like force, or yeah. Um, I was just like, the other? Um, I was really into. Oh, it's been like ten years now, so I'm yeah, like yeah. trying to remember the terms for these things that I used to care so much about. <laughs> um, I, I was really into like relativity and like yeah, Schrodinger's cat, and then like okay, like what you perceive and whether or not that's real and. Yeah, that's yeah. mad. But I it was, it was so like I was so into it in a high schooler way. We were like, oh, but the meaning of the universe, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That enthusiasm. Yeah. It's nice though, because you don't want to lose that. Yeah, definitely. Like ever. No. But you know, people do. Yeah. I wonder whether um, <clears throat> restlessness is 
key to like keeping that enthusiasm, that youthful enthusiasm. I think so, yeah. For stuff like if you settle into something for too long, you're like yeah, worried that you'll be out. like, oh, this is my job now. And yeah. no, 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 just do this, and, yeah. and that's when you can sort of feel grown up in a bit of commas. Yeah, I was worried to my mom about this, or it's like sort of freaking out about going back to San Francisco mm. and like so super excited about this gig. Yeah. Um, it brought up all this stuff for me about like, oh, like, but I'm you know I'm getting close to thirty soon, or I'll, I'll like, yeah. I'll like maybe maybe this will be the last move. Like, what if I just stay in San Francisco mm-hmm. and like if I made that choice, that would be fine because that would be what I wanted. But because <laughs> I made that choice, and she was like, you're not gonna do that. Like you're gonna. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. You're gonna go like start an orphanage for orangutans, like you make prosthetics for them or something. Yeah. You always seem like a little bit worried about when the last move yeah. is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, what if, what if this is when I find my bliss and then I don't move? Which that's great. When I get to that point, that'll be good. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. You're gonna That'd be great when I've run out of things to do. Well, I think it'll be less that I run out of things to do, but more like I'll, I'll be happy in a, in a one place. You know. I wonder if you're happy now, like having yeah. having movement yeah. and like you know you want sti- like stability is good, mm-hmm. it makes you feel calm and like not anxious and it's good yeah. for your mental health. But like if everything's exactly sorted and the same, yeah. you just go. Well, I go a bit mad. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, so like I think that's what it's about, isn't it? You yeah. need that kind of just something yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is that you that, that is that is the variety of what you do like you need to like I, I find it comfortable when I've got something new where I'm like oh I'm not quite sure how to do this totally well yeah I love that and like I feel like the best bit is just when you're starting to get it mm-hmm. oh I get it. and then what if yeah. I do that oh that's cool I can totally cut that whole thing out of doing that that was wasted not wasted that was like Necessary bit now. I've streamlined this now. I can yeah. do it like this. Oh, now I can add flourishes. Now I can cool, you know. And then it's, it's that bit in the middle, isn't it? Almost more than like competency, yes. So it's much exciting. I think, like, really early in my career, I like unfortunately, fortunately, was at studios that like got shut down. Mm. Like, my first gig was at a studio that got shut down, which at the time I was like, this is terrible. But I think it also gave me a taste for this, like, constant movement thing. So I was, like, learned so much at 38. And then as soon as I sort of got to the point where I was like, okay, I kind of know how to do this. Mm. I had to move on. Yeah. And the same thing happened at Zanga. And then I had a bunch of contract gigs after that that were sort of, like, six months. Mm. And I think because I had to move so much, like, in terms of my job, and I had to pick up a bunch of skills really, really quickly, like, I think I improved way quicker than I would have if I'd stayed yeah. in one spot. Yeah. And I don't know, because I, I might have stayed at 38 for a really long time. Cause I, think so. I might have, yeah. Because I, I, I don't think it had really occurred to me that you couldn't. You know, hmm, they, yeah. Like, no, you got an art job. Like, now you stay. Yeah, you hold on to it. Like hold on to it. Like, like a limp you and you're like, Ugh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And yeah. that just showed you that it's like, yeah. movement is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, generally, 
you'll find something. Like it might not be right away. And it might not be what you exactly the thing that you wanted. Mm. The next one might be, and, and you improve quickly. So how many studios you been at then? Hello. Let's see. So the first one was MIT, their game lab. Okay. Then there was Thirty Eight. Mm-hmm. Then Zynga. Mm-hmm. Then Harmonics. Proletariat. Are these all in America right now? Yeah, those are all, that's all East Coast. Okay, yeah. Um, like a tour. Just then with. Phenomena. And then while I was at Phenomena, I was doing a sort of side gig with Dimbulb. Okay. And then us two. So you learned our fingers at eight. And most of them, the first half of that was not quite choice. That was all like, yeah. things got laid off yeah. or like it was a contract gig. So it only lasted five months. It's kind of quite a yeah. games industry thing anyway, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right, it like is. things just stop, especially like bigger studios and that yeah. stuff just runs up. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, that's me, yeah, thank you. Thank oh, you. that looks great. Anybody. Thank you very much. You're very Cheers. welcome, enjoy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I used to worry about a lot because the other thing was that like, oh, you shouldn't be moving around all the time, like the mm. job hopper thing. Yeah. And I'm like, mm. well, I think it's. Like- I stay places two years, yeah, at least, and then the first half wasn't really it wasn't wasn't my choice. So. How did you get the gig at us two? Um, I was friends with John. Oh yeah. And, then and you were looking, were you looking to move here, or specifically, or were you just looking to move? Yeah, drop? I think I went into live abroad for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the main reason, that was what informed you, sort of. Yeah, Phenomena was great, it was, you know, it was a good studio, I just, mm. I think. And, I, and we were sort of coming to the end of a project. Mm. Yeah. So it's time to move. Yeah, but yeah, I think definitely for an American. I mean, I'd lived, I'd lived here before, but the chance to sort of like go to London mm. sounds so glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're here. You mm-hmm. think, oh, okay. It's, it's still glamorous. So you have enjoyed it, like. I love it. <clears throat> she came over with um, Danette, didn't you, BT, at the same time? Yeah, we started at the same time. When you don't strike me as someone who gets who's worried about moving to new places, but did it help having someone to come with you, you know, starting at the same time, or did you not really, was that not really a factor? No, no, not really. I think we're, we're quite different, and, and like, the sort of, all the housing and stuff we were looking for, it was different situations, and Yeah. So. But, I guess it was good to have somebody to sort of talk to about it. Yeah, we're from a similar area, but she spent most of her time actually in Detroit. Okay. And then, I haven't actually been back to Texas since I was like 14, I think. Hmm. I really know that's not true, I went to Austin once. Okay. But, I haven't lived there since I was 14. Well, okay. I don't think I'd ever go back. You wouldn't go back? Like maybe Austin, but Austin's great. But the problem with Austin is when you leave Austin, you're in Texas. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Were you in a, when you're an American in various different studios? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Were you near your parents? Or? Mm-hmm. They were they were in Texas while I was on the East Coast. Right. And then they moved to New Mexico when I went to the West Coast, which is closer. Mm. It's like a two-hour flight. Okay. 
thinking like in terms of coming to England, did that feel different? Is, was it, did it feel like a different being away from them than... Really. Actually, I've seen more of them while I lived here than I did really? in America because I have so much more vacation time here. Right. So I could okay. just go home for two weeks. Right, okay, and yeah. And go home at Christmas and still be able to take three more weeks of vacation. Right, so you've but, seen them more. Yeah. So do you think when you go back, you'll actually see them less? I'll see them less, yeah. That's crazy, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Right? That. That, that, is, that is the thing that I like least about America, is our, our ideas about how vacation works. Mm, combined with size of the place. Combined with the size of the place, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always hear about things like, you know, like musicians doing a tour or something. Oh, we're just going to go to the next town and it's like a 14 hour drive or whatever. And you're just like, ah. Oh. You know, if we have to drive, if we have to drive, if we have to drive from London to Manchester to see my parents, and it's like three hours, four hours, we're like, oh, it's a big drive, and we're just like, oh, god, that was too much, you know. And we're like, we need two days to recover <laughs> from it. And then we hear about this, and it's like, oh, twelve hours, you say, every night for that, or you know, every I love night. that about America. <clears throat> yeah. One of the things I miss yeah. is that there's there are huge areas of nothing. Mm. And like places that feel like they were never touched by people, which you don't get here. Like you get beautiful natural areas, yeah. but you definitely get the sense that like, okay, like people have lived here. Like mm. maybe it was a thousand years ago, but, but they, yeah. you know, they set up this fence yeah. that's stacked, yeah, stacked rocks. And, yeah, whatever it is. Or, it's still a, yeah. yeah, or the you know the hill is this way because <laughs> they dug here, or yeah. there's not trees here because you know it was like 700 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because like I'm mostly an environment artist. Yeah. And so having had the chance to see all these different places, mm. I think it's, it's why I gravitated to that. Like, yeah. Seeing this many different landscapes. Yeah. I think that, you know, gives me the biggest. I don't know. Like when you see like amazing mountains, like, I feel like I kind of get it. You feel like religion or something like that? Yes, because it it creates this feeling that you can't quite articulate in words, so you have to think it's supposed to be something else. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because you think it's supposed to be something else that I can't describe, right? Yeah, so it's super cool as an environment artist that are trying to find that also. Incredibly. <laughs> 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 no, I'm going to make I'm it. Just, I'm just trying to create the sublime. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm never going to do. Yeah. But just your to-do list. What's well, one bullet point? <laughs> create sublime. the sublime. Yeah. There's a key scene in Monument Valley 2, found about halfway through, called the docks, referred to internally as departure. And it's the first stage where there are no puzzles obstructing your path. And that's a conscious decision by us too, because it's a moment where Ro has to let her child go for the first time ever. She's taught her everything she knows. She's shown her everything she can. And now the child has to make her own way and and there are some things that must be discovered on your own. And this is kind of 
the final and the most important lesson that her mum can teach her. So you go down to the docks. There's a thin crescent moon hanging in the night sky. There's a long, narrow staircase down. And at the bottom is this sort of tiny little sort of modest yellow boat. And before the child gets on the boat, they share this sort of warm, long embrace. And then they part, still holding on to each other, and they look into each other's eyes, and they know this is it. The child boards, she raises the sail, and the boat begins to float away. And she runs to the back of the boat to keep looking at her mum as the boat sails away. But the camera stays with Roe, it stays with the mother, and the music swells. watches the boat disappear over the horizon out of our view and all we're left to see is row on the shoreline and the twinkling stars reflecting in the water this vast empty expanse reflecting the space left in her heart and in her life it's such a beautiful scene and it's one that reflects a shared experience for Lauren and, and many others who work at the studio who all left their home countries to work at us two games to make this, to make Monument Valley 2. So I spoke to Lauren about her move back to America once again. Um, and we spoke about the impact of that scene and how it relates to her and, and what it feels like to be separated from family. Yeah, man, so you're going I'm soon. Going. I'll be back then. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a good chance I end up in Europe at some point later in my life. Yeah, well, that's by the very nature you move around, yeah. right? So we know yeah. you'll at some point return. Yeah. But you're going to miss it then, I guess. I miss it a lot, yeah. yeah. I really like the life I sort of built up here. And yeah. I think Esther's the best studio I've ever worked at. Yeah. Definitely. And just like really good people, and I think what they're, what they're trying to make is really cool. Yeah. They treat everyone really well as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's important. Really important. Yeah. Not not just in terms of like I mean just in terms of common decency anyway, but also in, in terms of like making things that are beautiful and important and and have something to them. Like the people that are making them feel happy and feel like they can do what they want and you know, then you take all that out of the equation to make the thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's funny, like, I was thinking about how MV2 is all about the mother and child story, right? Yeah. And family, and like, and that kind of, there's the, the fly in the nest moment in, in departure, yeah. you know, where the child, rowing the child, and then, and then the child leaves on the boat and stuff. And, and it's funny that how many, of you like at the studio was sort of 
been in that boat. No, yeah. Like, just like you, just to let you see this defeat. Alejandro. Florian. Florian, Leo. <laughs> Laura. Yeah. Girl, yeah. yeah. There's like six or seven people who've had. Most of our story thing is immigrants. Yeah, and they've had like an experience of that. Like, yeah. I suppose the point of that bit of, of like leaving home is can apply to any any yeah. child leaving parents' home, but like in particular, that seems to be more like resonant with like. Yeah. Just wonder if that inf like informed how it was made, how the story was made, and how yeah, kind of. Yeah. And that moment, I think, was the one that all of us at the studio would, yeah. <laughs> like, cry about yeah. consistently. I yeah. still can't, like, if, I'm, if I've got headphones on and I'm playing, mm. like, I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's, like, so when I came in, because I was, like, background, I know you know this, but, <laughs> you know, I was there for maybe 14 months, 15 months, doing yeah. the photo documentary with you guys. Yeah. And, um... Gonna be a running joke that I bring up my disabled daughter every episode now, but <laughs> she was in hospital at the time. And Joel um, Beardshaw was like one of the programmers said, Can you like do a little play test for us? So I was like, Yeah, go on then, yeah. So we played through it and stuff, and uh, <laughs> got to that bit, and I was like, Okay, cool. Oh, this is good. Yes, this is this is very emotional. And then I just started crying, and Joel was like, Oh, are you right? It was like, it was like 50%. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I hope you're okay. And the other fifty percent was like, "Yes, this bit worked really fucking well." Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could see the conflict, the conflict of him like scribbling on his I notes. I know, and still such a like wonderful, empathetic human. Yeah. Like, I can just totally see that. Like, I must take care of you, but also like, yeah. this is also, good. This is gold. <laughs> We've done it. Yeah, the crying. Yeah, no, stop crying. The crying. I love the crying. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. It's fine, you can be excited that it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny little thing, yeah. So I think it really just really worked. It's so simple, but like it just Yeah. Just everything comes together really nicely there. And I think and it's well simple seems insulting. What I mean is plain and clear and and, and yeah. uh, simple is the right word. Like simple is uncluttered. Good. Yeah. Maybe it's a better way to put it. Yeah. Um and as a result, like it, yeah, everyone can sort of get that feeling out of it. And, but yeah, it just made me think like it, it must be partly down to like the fact that so many of you had sort of fairly recently had a similar experience, one way or another, right? Like, like it just yeah, which means it's just you can draw from that and draw on that. I mean. I think from a lot of it too is to be to be the experience with Alice and sort of mm. the when his child had to go to nursery after his paternity leave was mm. just feeling like I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be alive. I want to be with my baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a very strong feeling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good game. Good good. Good, game. good thing to experience working on. Out now. Out now. <laughs> <laughs> on iPhone and Android. After settling the bill, we made our way home in the hot early afternoon sun back to Lauren's place. On the way, she revealed something 
really quite surprising about herself that I didn't know about at all. It's something I didn't expect to hear from her actually, but maybe it went some way to explaining this sort of adventurous lifestyle she has and why she's keen to make sure she makes the most of life. So like, that's the one thing like, with all the moving around, right? Yeah. There's relationships, like, yeah. kind of tricky, right? Very tricky. There's yeah, one right? so I downside. My first relationship ever lasted seven years and I married him. What? Really? Yes, I was married when I was 20. Really? I'm one of those Texas girls. <laughs> right, oh yeah. my goodness. Um, though he was English. Right. So he followed me back to America when we were 18. Um, and I, we became grown ups and we were different kinds of grown ups. And we're like, wait a minute. He was like, really knew what he wanted. And we yes. were like, I might, I was thinking I might live on a boat. <laughs> like, I think I was going to do the opposite of all that. So, um, yeah, oh man. Yeah. Wow, okay. So it's kind of. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I know what that life, like, not really, like, I was, I was young, but, but I know what, like, being in a relationship for seven years, like, like, yeah, I'm definitely, like, I think I'll find somebody, but they'll, I think they'll have to be similarly, yes, to run around, yes, yeah, you've got to have that same feeling, yeah, I thought you like, no, I'm We're in. That was a lovely, lovely meal. When you're in AAA, like you get to see like the most cutting edge, like what is the furthest that we can push a computer right now. Mm. Um, but like you you must become specialized often. Mm. Like, at least for a project, you'll be the person who does the the corrupted armor for elves, you know? Or, <laughs> or like, you spend your entire project mm. making the perfect water and ice shader. Yes, yeah. Which means that it's perfect because somebody spent a year making it that mm. way. Yeah, yeah. But then it's hard to find yourself in that kind of project sometimes. Definitely. Or you're like the crates person. Yeah. But I, I think AAA is getting less that way now with... There's Hellblade came out and there was only 20 people and it's AAA quality. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Like, I think that that's pretty amazing. With indie, you can... Like, it's very easy to see yourself in, in the work that you do. Like, yeah. I can look at levels of Monument Valley and be like, that one, I did that level with this designer. Yeah, and it was about this, as we were just saying, in the restaurant, you know, yeah. it's, it's about a thing that's actually close to a significant yeah. number of people on the team, which means you've got, you know, there's more heart to it, there's more soul in it, yeah. and, and not that you, I mean, you know, I think you can, well, I don't know if I do think you can still do that in the really big titles, I don't, I don't know if you can, like, I still, like, I'm not, you know, under no pretense that I still enjoy those titles and to just yeah. like the good to put on and just feel the kind of sheer money amount of money that's gone into yeah. it for the polish it's 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 yeah you know it's the equivalent of going a you know 4k tv and in fact it, 
usually they need they require that now, right? It's just for the the, the graphics, the graphics, yeah. you know. So there's there's some fun to be had from that, right? Oh yeah. But um, like you say, like us two, and now people like Ninja Theory, yeah, are doing that in that space and that mentioned this last episode but so I'll just skim over it but like the space between India and Triple yeah. A. Yeah. Where it's there's enough resources, enough money floating around to like yeah. put into making something. Um but the control is all there, like or a lot more of it anyway and you can like well, I'm going to make it about this and that's fine and we don't yeah. have to ask anyone if that's okay or should you might want to do this instead or yeah you know it's it's funny like I've always seen that like games that I really like something like Last of Us right um I do too many podcasts so I don't know whether I mentioned this on mine or someone else's podcast or if I wrote about it I don't know but anyway <laughs> um I loved it but it's one of those things you think wouldn't it be really cool if it was Ellie and a female like mother yeah. character and it just feel like maybe that was brought up as a as a suggestion yeah and like whoever you know is involved with okay and that was like no we think that's a step too far we don't think people are yeah. ready um because <laughs> in the DLC of that game if yeah. you've ever played that no I didn't play the DLC it's amazing it's spectacular yeah so it has the story of um, Ellie and her friend so she, mm-hmm. at the end of the game she mentions her friend who like she got bitten with and because she was immune she didn't die she didn't turn but her friend did and she's like so you know I was just waiting, waiting for my turn to die basically you know she was like um, and so it, it, it follows those two wow. and their relationship so it's all it's uh, there's loads of it I won't go into but it's, yeah. it's just because there's so much in there but it's brilliant and it's all female led it's all it's just about these two girls and their relationship um, and it's really powerful actually and it's really yeah. good and but you feel like it's like well you're, okay you're allowed to do that now we'll let you do that yeah. now in the DLC afterwards yeah. if you if you yeah, get no, what I, I mean. totally so I had a talk that I've given at a couple of places about mothers in games. And, like, the whole thing, like, the way you open that talk is, like, we are knocking it out of the park with dads right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Like, even Kratos, mm. like, the God of War yeah. is a father. Yeah. Um, But, like, we've sort of relegated mothers to, there's, like, you can be the dead mom whose letter you find later, who, like, <laughs> is a plot point. Or, like, you could be... There was, like, a really specific mother story of, like, you are, like, a witch who who only has a daughter so that you can use her body later to to inhabit. Like, that happens in Dragon Age. Um, like, the, the, the evil right. mother of Morgan and... What was the other game? Ico. Yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of, like, and it's very specific. Mm. Um, Even things that I love, like, that are just wonderful, like um, Shadow of the Colossus, right? Yeah. That's entirely, like, the entire point of that is to bring back the dead... Yeah, the dead girl. girl, (laughs) Whatever relation she is to him, like, it's all motivated by that. And she just lies there as this silent plot. I mean, you know, she does a bit at the end, but I'm pretty sure... 
well no one talks in that game apart from yeah. but you know she's just kind of again in a way that's that's one of the games that's the most kind of lauded as being the, yeah. the most artsy game yeah in and it's still using that trope really isn't it like yeah. when you think about it I mean I, I, mean, I love that game but yeah, you okay. think oh my god that's like the yeah. ultimate example of it yeah. in a way <laughs> yeah but this is interesting with God of War like because I feel like he was he wanted to do more mm. with women and mothers in it and, and but that was again this is pure speculation yeah. but I feel like maybe he met resistance and he had to like weave it in in a, in a more um, under the radar sort of yeah. way right and uh Oh, we don't care about spoilers in this. It's not him. Not no. about spoilers. But the point, you know, the point is she was she was there all along. Her, her presence is felt throughout the game, right? Uh-huh. And she's sort of guiding everything, and she knew everything that was going to happen, and this sort of thing is the the vibe is basically yeah. when you get to the end, because um, it starts with the hand protective handprints on the trees and stuff that's stopping wow. stopping them from being discovered by all the other gods. So. Like there's this whole under narrative, like sub narrative of yeah. she's the one, she's the one with the true power or whatever, you know. Like, yeah. But it's like totally plays allowed... into the dead mom yeah. trope. Like we so already it's do fine. it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Dead mom. Yeah. So we've done dead mom. So it's fine because yeah. like you're not gonna rock the boat on that front because people won't notice the story. Yeah. It's a weird like. When it's safe, like other games have done that, and so it's it's okay. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's like you're not like. That was the concession they had to make. Like yeah. you can secretly make it about, <laughs> yeah. you can explicitly give yeah. anyone to look up to and be like, "Hey, I could play this character." Yeah, it's a really odd. Like, yeah, maybe it's just that 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 sort of um, conflict at the absolute highest AAA stuff. Like, yeah. especially like a series like that as well. Yeah, was hell like something hell Yeah, there's your female protagonist. And there's yeah, a... I mean, you had stuff like. Um... Oh god, what was the robot dinosaur game? Dinosaur game. Robot dinosaurs. Robot dinosaurs. It's like the biggest game of this year. I can't believe it. It's oh, um, Horizon. Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I was thinking in a really, I don't know why, robot dinosaurs, I just thought of like some yeah. really cool. So Horizon Zero Dawn was female led, so that was pretty cool. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. And I think it's becoming more of a thing. Yeah. I'm excited to see what. What's going on in production now? Mm. What that's gonna look like, you know? Yeah. 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 You've been in this. How long you been in this house? For? Since I moved here. Oh, was Almost it? Yeah. two years now. I don't know why I thought you were somewhere else first for a bit, and then. I had signed a lease on a boat, and then I backed out at the last yes. minute because I was like, "Don't move onto a boat in the middle of winter. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you?" Where was the boat? The boat was in Limehouse Basin. It would have been fine, but I was like, you know what? You just you just did an international move by yourself. Maybe let's not add learning how to live on a boat <laughs> before the first freeze. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. Let's stick. Let's do a house, and then the boat can come after. Let's just calm it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight on. We don't have to change everything. <laughs> um, and so I moved into the the real house, and it's been a it's a great house. I love it. What's gonna be the most different about life when you move back to when you move to San Francisco compared to here? Like, um, because we're sat here now. And probably free time. Free time. 
Yeah, because I'll probably have a bit of a commute again. Not a huge mm. The thing for me right now is I've got a good setup where everything I need is walking mm. distance. Like my grocery store, my work, my gym, where I dance. They're all within a 10 minute walk. And so I don't ever end up with wasted time. Um, which has been great. Like, I just have to feel like I have so many more hours in the day. Mm. And I'm sure I'll, I'll still have not too bad of a commute. Yeah. But... Um, but like pace of life and, and, and yes I think it'll be much culture. faster yeah and yeah I'll miss the museums and the theater here because it's affordable like right. museums you can go to for free in London would mm -hmm. you like going to a museum in San Francisco is like 30 bucks right um and like I can I can go to the theater for like three pounds more than it cost me to go to a movie <laughs> um yeah. And it's so easy to travel onto the continent for not that much money. So that sort of thing. I think like the pace of work will probably also be much quicker. Mm. And it's it's a step outside of games, which is I've never worked outside of games. Okay, ever. cool. Okay. Um and I've like I I wonder about the identity of game maker and mm. you know what I mean? Like a lot of people define themselves by that, and I think mm. I've defined myself by that. And like I struggle with whether I think that's a good thing. I don't. Maybe it's like a personal hang up, but you almost feel like less of a grown up if it's you're just doing game stuff. Yeah. But then that seems insulting. Yeah, I can get it. I don't actually play games that much. Yeah, like I play a couple of those sort of artsy things a couple times a year like i'll play what remains of edith finch and like yeah play enough to keep relevant but i think like my interest in games comes more from a as a, like an expressive medium and yeah yeah but i've been interested i think like toying with trying a different thing for a while hmm. As our conversation drew to a close, we looked to the future, and this is where yet another of Lauren's skills and talents came into play, her tarot reading. To close the podcast, we both decided to draw tarot cards and learn a little bit about ourselves and about our futures. So... So, you, so I read tarot. I noticed, yeah, I noticed that you read tarot. I'll tell you when I found out it was the um, one of the S two Halloween parties when I came to photograph oh, it. Oh, when and I was a witch and I was giving everybody. Yeah, doing the reading. Okay. So. What would you like? Can, would you like three cards? God, I'll have three cards. Three cards. How does do you want to do this? Do you want to do? It? I can do mine, or I, I can do yours. Is it possible for you to do your own? Yeah, tarot? I could do. I could pull one card, and then we could talk about that card. Let's do yours. Let's do yours, because so this is you. Okay. The move. The, the move. The new. The new job. job. Life number nine. Oh, this is a great card. The sun. The sun, and it's upright. The sun is like. I mean, it's literally like a happy baby that's naked riding it's a, a horse. Yeah, it's a happy naked with baby. With like a flowing cloth and a field of sunflowers. The sun doesn't look very pleased. He looks. He looks very uh, sage. Show. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a shining a light card and happiness and joy and beginnings. 
beginnings uh, and 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 is it knowledge is it enlightenment is it yeah yeah it's anything that brings light so it's okay. generally generally card about happiness so okay so we're doing yeah. this good so far yeah so that's good <laughs> i said one card so that's good all oh, right so you yeah. do one card yeah but there's a lot of different readings you can do um i really like tarot because it feels like a, the best sort of multiplayer a narrative game that I've ever played. Because, <laughs> um, like, so if I take, like, three cards and I put them down. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is six of wands. Yeah. Page of swords, as it says in that one. Yeah. And, and then the nine. nine of wands. What's the page of swords doing? So the page of swords is, like, about getting a clear view of your problems before you make a decision oh okay um and this one is sort of about parading your successes okay Six um months. and this upright this is a card about feeling like you're always looking over your shoulder um or that you're sort of like ready for a fight like having been hurt and then being like oh i'm ready for the next thing like you're not gonna hurt me this time huh but it's reversed so this is about um, letting go of that feeling or the strength of that in your life being gone so these three things like if you were reading this past, present, future tell one story but mm. if I swap these two cards out like maybe mm. that tells a, a yeah. totally different story Yeah. Um, or if you read it as like mind, body, soul that's one thing and then there's like all these different variations mm. and it's very much like a like putting stories together based on little yeah. elements so then you apply that to a person and you and you can sort of say you can it's it's like a tool to um get you thinking about yeah where you are in your life right now right or a particular element and yeah. you can use that to like exactly that's really it's really great for parties because it, you can i'm quite introverted and i don't i don't like big things with lots of people because I don't really know how to do small talk I find it really awkward mm. um, but like tarot you can be like cool me and one person like we're going to talk and like let's skip the small talk and go straight to like let's talk about your divorce like, yeah, yeah. How, did, how did that go yeah. <laughs> you know yeah definitely um, and like it, it can be a really good like quick way to build intimacy with a person mm. and like talk about real stuff and it, like as a lens as well, I think it helps you focus on something. Mm. And like usually if you give a reading, people will gravitate to like one of those cards. And be like, this one really resonated with me. And you're like, oh, well, why is that? Mm. And it just, yeah, it's a cool way of like having a conversation. What does this say about what would this the next one month say? for you? This one would say, oh, I swapped these out. Yeah, because it was that way, wasn't it? That way. So it could be past parading your good things um I'd say that's sort of what this year has been like it was we shipped Marnie Valley and then I got to do lots and lots of public speaking and like sort of talking about this thing I'd made present mm. is surveying the world around me mm -hmm. which is definitely true sort of setting myself up and saying okay well these are my options and this is one that I've taken and hmm. you know Got yeah. lots of doubts both ways, but I'm excited for, for what I've decided. And then the future will be, hopefully, 
letting go of some some things that make me hold back. Would you like one card? Yeah, go on then. Alright. So there's like a process to it, so I'll shuffle a little bit. Okay. Then you shuffle a little bit. Okay. I'm not looking at it. Think like about it, so. think about something that you would want want your card to be about. Okay. Hmm. Okay, break it into three piles. Okay. Do they have to be equal or just No, just however you want. In okay. which card pile do you like? This is a card about taking on a lot of things onto yourself, <laughs> but it's reversed, so it's good because it's a card, if it's reversed, the strength of that thing is lost, yeah. so it's being able to say, I don't need to carry every single one of these sticks, maybe I can ask for help with some sticks. <laughs> yeah. That's quite mad. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as in, like, the last episode of this was Ninja Theory, oh, yeah. I was thanking them for, um, that's mad, for helping like, teaching me about not having to, like, feel like I have to be perfect in every direction all the time and carrying yeah. lots of burdens. I literally said that to them. Wow. You know, you went through this thing where you, you want to always be, you know, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do all the work I've been doing alongside being there for her. Yeah. and my older daughter and making sure this doesn't affect her and, and just being pulled in so many different directions. Um, <laughs> and it's just, sorry. I'm no, it's fine. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just something about it that sort of said to me, you don't, <laughs> you're, you're allowed to make mistakes, you know. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and that message was in there. That's a lot to carry. And yeah. That's the stick, that's the turn of bonds right there. Yeah, exactly, I can ask yeah. for help. That's great, that's amazing though, that's a cool, like, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it resonated. Thank you very much. You're welcome.